When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and recent Disney Channel devotee. After Disney Plus came out and I was able to watch things for the first time since being banned from them as a child. I'm also a huge history nerd. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, and anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. So each day, I'm going to share some of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's dig into today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. On October 8th, 2004, Halloween Town High aired for the first time on the Disney Channel. 6.1 million people tuned in for its premiere, impressive for a TV movie. And it completed the Halloween Town trilogy. Although it ended up being so popular, Disney released a fourth installment in 2006. The Halloween Town series, which started with the first Halloween Town in 1998, was one of Disney's first runaway hits, which was later eclipsed by series like High School Musical, which you've probably heard of, and The Descendants. But Halloween Town made the Disney Channel original movie must-see TV. How, though? Let's reverse. The Disney Channel used to be a premium channel you had to pay for separately, like HBO or Showtime. It launched in 1983, airing from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern daily. The initial plan for the channel was to highlight old and new original Disney content. Creators wanted it to be one-third existing Disney movies and shows, one-third original programming, and one-third outside material that was in keeping with the Disney identity and values. Programming would include classical Disney films, vintage cartoons, and new television shows and original movies. Later that year, the Disney Channel aired its first original movie, Tiger Town, starring Jaws's Roy Scheider, and then child star Justin Henry. The film was about a young Detroit Tigers fan who inspires his favorite baseball player to try and get to the World Series before he retired. In addition to airing on the Disney Channel, the movie aired on ABC as part of their Sunday Disney movie series, you probably remember it as The Wonderful World of Disney, and ran in theaters briefly. The thing about the early Disney movies is, is that they weren't really for kids. TV didn't quite rule the world yet, and parents weren't going to pay extra for a TV channel they couldn't watch. Imagine paying, say, $50 a month now for a less good Netflix. So the Disney programmers worked really hard to give adults less child-friendly, more cerebral movies. Gary Marsh, president and chief creative officer for Disney Channels Worldwide, told Entertainment Weekly in 2016, The strategy, as a pay service, was that you're making content so the adult in the family is going to feel like he or she got their money's worth. We made a miniseries based on Charles Dickens, the old curiosity shop. We did Great Expectations as a miniseries. We did a remake of Heidi in a wonderful world called Mark Twain and Me. They were all very elegant and more adult-driven family movie storytelling. 
These movies tended to run on ABC on Sundays as well as on the Disney Channel, which was network television and available on every TV. This worked as a marketing tool, since families could watch the movies together and feel inspired to pay extra for the premium channel for more family fun. They would also run week-long free previews for basic channel havers, which started making people interested in the Disney Channel even if they didn't have regular access to it. In 1991, some cable companies began adding the Disney Channel to their basic cable packages. This made the Disney Channel even more popular and in demand, and also meant Disney didn't need to just cater to parents to get them to hand over their cash. Programming started becoming more kid-friendly, and also more traditional to compete with basic cable channels, so much so that Disney started running regular movies on Friday nights that they hoped would make the channel must-see TV. And that brings us to 1997, when the Disney Channel rebranded itself to just Disney Channel, and its movie night, which started airing something called the Disney Channel Original Movie, or DCOM. The new Disney Channel wasn't just aimed at parents or at little kids, it was also for elementary school age kids and tweens, and the new movies and programming were designed to reflect that. The first official DCOM was Under Wraps, the channel's first horrorish television movie, it's about a mummy. But the DCOM really took off with its third installment, Brink, which came out in 1998 and was about competitive inline skaters. Brink was a huge success, especially among kids ages 9 to 14. With Brink, the Disney Channel found its age group and it found its medium. In the late 1990s and early aughts, the Disney Channel put out some great original movies like Smart House, The Luck of the Irish, Xenon, The Girl of the 21st Century, and its sequel, appropriately titled Xenon the Sequel. At the time, Disney Channel's conversion to basic cable became complete. They also started upping their original television programming, launching tween-friendly shows like Lizzie McGuire and Even Stevens. These were all pretty big deals. The Xenon films were such hits, people started picking up futuristic lingo like Zetus Lapidus and Alpha Major. Lizzie McGuire and even Stevens shot Hilary Duff and Shia LaBeouf to modern-day stardom. The real DCOM game-changer was High School Musical, which premiered in January 20th, 2006. It was a smash hit. It was so popular that it elevated Disney and the DCOM to a brand more than a concept, and it helped Disney eclipse other kid-friendly channels like Nickelodeon. High School Musical got two sequels and a spinoff, Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, in 2011, a television series on Disney Plus and a virtual reunion in April 2020. The DCOM rebranded again in 2014, launching the Descendants franchise in 2015, and the 100th DCOM Adventures in Babysitting in 2016. The DCOM is still going strong in 2020 for the next generation of tweens, and for those of us who still like to catch up from time to time. No shame. I still sit down to binge watch all of the High School Musical movies with my friends now at 20 years old. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. And now for today's music fun fact. On October 8, 1982, the musical Cats began its 18-year run on Broadway. The show, created by The Phantom of the Opera's Andrew Lloyd Webber, was a massive hit, 
even though the plot is mostly about a cat death cult and consists of several hours of cats introducing themselves. The commercials in the 1990s were also horrifying, apparently. In 2019, Cats the movie premiered and was a huge flop, despite some big star power, Taylor Swift, Jennifer Hudson, James Corden, and a whole lot of marketing. And now for today's final segment, I'm going to be digging into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on an October 8th in my life. I have a little anecdote for today after I've looked through my archives. I see one photo here of a, like a batch of cookies that I made for my homeroom in high school in 2015. And I was like attempting to bring snack for my homeroom that week. Um, and I was in charge of making cookies. And so I did, and they look really cute because they were chocolate chip cookies. And I did like a swirl on top, but I made one mistake, one fatal error when I made them, I mixed up the salt and the sugar. So I didn't realize that because I didn't try one the night that I did. And so the next day when I brought them to school to share with my friends, someone took a bite and asked me what I, what I did to make them. And I was like, what do you mean? I just made them normally. So I took a bite and it tasted like the Dead Sea. So if you learn anything from this anecdote, make sure you have the proper ingredients and you're using the right ones for the right things. Um, because I made a mistake. I didn't even test it. And then I had um, fed salt bars to my friends the next day. And that is all for today's episode of 365 Days with MXM Tune. Thank you all so much for listening. If you like this podcast, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen. And you can follow at 365 Days MXM Tune to keep up as we release new episodes. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so... Don't leave too soon, I'm gonna teach you stuff No, it won't be tough, gonna go a year till you've had enough